Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for Podcast My Business and YouTube for Content Made Easy. So um, we're now across everything, and we're joined today by James from the thewebsiteguardians.co.nz. The Website Guardians, as we found with Google, you got to spell everything correctly. Yes, yes. The Website Guardians, yep. Yeah, great stuff. And um, we had some fun um because the other day your internet we had issues and we're all very familiar with that in everywhere because we've got mbn and there's one thing you can guarantee with technology it will fail at some stage yes and usually when you most want it to be working (laughs) i remember back in the days you do word documents and you forget to save it and you do when you're studying you do all your assignments and you'd forget that little thing about control S. Control it, yeah. <sighs> so many things. And yep, what, yep. what we want these days, they won't understand. Yeah, exactly. And look, and people don't realize, I mean, most people, they say, um, okay, I turn the computer on. That's as much as most people know about computers. And it comes the same with websites. I've got a website. It's done. I've paid for it. Surely there, there can't be anything more to do, but considering the prevalence of WordPress websites, and I recommend WordPress websites, there's so much more to know and hacking and everything else that can go on that that's just the first part of the journey. So what do you recommend would be the first few steps once you've got a WordPress website? Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, WordPress, it's a great platform. I also recommend it. Um, you can do so many great things with it. Um, but you do need to be careful and part of the, you know, because it's really popular, it also makes it a popular target for hackers, mm. unfortunately. Um, and a lot of websites, they just get put up and then sort of forgotten, not forgotten about, but they're not looked after. And I'd say there are a few key things that you want to do straight off the bat. Um, the number one thing you want to do is make sure that you have an SSL certificate on your website. So that's mm. the, HTTPS, yourwebsite.com, and have anything and have a redirect. So if someone goes to HTTP, yourwebsite.com, it automatically redirects to the HTTPS. Now, you should have this even if you don't have an e-commerce site. Um, All sites should have it. Um, It's a ranking factor for Google now. Uh, And most web hosting includes it. So if you don't have one, talk to your web host. Um, If they're going to charge you lots of money for one, Mm -hmm. find another web host because you can get SSL certificates really cheap or even for free these days. Mm. Um, so that's the number one thing you should do. Number two. Oh, sorry, and just on that, sure. just on that yep. um, in fact, if you don't have HTTPS and the SSL certificate, Google could easily put up a warning that your site is unsafe. So yes. if someone sees that your site is unsafe, guess what will happen? Yep, they, they're going to go somewhere else. Mm. Um, this is especially true on something like the contact form page because it, it's a form. So Google goes, oh, they might be trying to steal information here. Mm. Um, so, yeah, SSL certificate, really important. Um, the next thing you want to do is make sure you're having your website backed up. Now, this is, you know, in case something does go wrong so that you can get everything back. Um, again, web hosts will offer backups. But I recommend you do your own backups to either to OneDrive or Google Drive or 
you know, not on the website server. Um, and the reason for this is that if the website server gets compromised, your backups will get compromised. Mm. And also the, the backups that website hosts offer, um, some websites hosts, you can get it back like when you want it on demand. Others, it's just a disaster recovery backup. So if the server goes down, they can bring it back up, but you can't just restore your own website. So um, make sure it's been backed up and make sure it's been backed up to another server. Um, just gives you that control and redundancy and safety of if something goes wrong, you can get everything back. Now, I do check with my web hosts or web host literally that question about backups. I always ask about that. I've got a few yep. slides now, and I always ask, I always make sure, but I've never done the backup myself. So how would I easily do a backup of my entire site? So there, there are plenty of, of plugins out there that will do backups for you. Um, you just need to check when you're installing the plugin that it will back up to a third-party site. Um, so uh, one that I recommend is Updraft. Um, it might be called Updraft Plus. Um, that's, that will do the backups. It will copy them to a, a third-party um, server for you. Um, and they do have a free version, which I think allows you to back up to one destination. Um, the premium version allows you to back up to more services. So you just mm. need to check which one works for you the best. Mm. Yeah, and it's about getting that level of control. And wow, that's a great segue to plugins because plugins probably create more problems for WordPress websites than anything else. So what is a plugin and what do you need to watch out for? Yeah, yep. So... Plugins are what we use to expand the functionality of, website, of WordPress. So WordPress, out of the box, is a blogging platform. It doesn't do much else. Mm. Um, plugins allow us to add functionality like, um, like backups, like we talked about before, but also adding in um, e-commerce, adding in um, some of your Google and Facebook pixel tags, and Google Tag Manager tags, um, adding custom fields to your blog posts or to your products. All sorts of things. There's thousands and thousands of plugins out there. Um, yes, they are the number one, probably the number one source of problems with WordPress, but also they are what makes WordPress so powerful. Mm. So I guess a couple of recommendations with plugins, make sure you get them from a reliable source. Um, so there is a plugin repository on wordpress.org, which if you're adding a plugin from inside WordPress, when you do the search, that's what it's searching. Um, that's a good start. If you're going to another company to get it just do a bit of due diligence on the company um you know make sure that the plugin is reliable that it's going to do what it says on the box and it's not going to do anything else um the other thing with plugins is you need to make sure they stay updated um, mm. and that's where a lot of the issues can occur so when you update the plugin sometimes the plugins can have what's called a conflict and that means that plugin a doesn't like plugin B or it stops plugin B working properly. Now this isn't malicious. Plugin A developer wasn't setting out to harm mm. plugin B. It's just, um, you know, maybe they're trying to add uh, a size field to a product. Um, and one of them's trying to add a color field to a product and they both are trying to do it first or, or something like that. That can just cause things to not quite work properly. Mm. Um, so, what you need to do with your plugins is keep them updated because that's, it's a big security risk if they're not updated. Um, that's 
the, the way hackers get into WordPress sites generally is that there's a plugin that's insecure and an update has been released, but the website owner hasn't updated the, the plugin. So keep your plugins updated. But what you need to do is when you update your plugins is test that everything works as expected. Mm -hmm. So update your plugins and then send a contact form submission, do an order on your website. Um, just have a look at the website, make sure all of the, the images are in the right place and that the colors are still the right colors and those kind of things. Um, and in an ideal world, you should be doing these updates on what's called a staging server first. So if something goes wrong, your live server is not affected. Um, but if you don't have a staging server, then do a backup, do your plugin updates, do your testing. Yeah, and that's why you need to have a host looking after your site, and I guess that would be maintenance contracts and things like that. So that way they do the updates for you. They do the testing for you. And I know what's popular, WordPress can be easy to make changes and work with as an individual. I'm not a web yep. developer. Okay, I've been around web and whatever. I do SEO and all that, so I know it pretty well. And I just want to warn everybody while we're talking about WordPress, don't touch anything called .css. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a great platform. You can do the updates yourself, and that's one of the big attractions of it, is that you can get a website put up, and so it's a, a WooCommerce site. You can manage the orders yourself. You can update the product yourself. Um, you can change the pricing, add new products, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you can also cause things to go wrong. So um, what you want to make sure is that you only have as much access as you need. Mm -hmm. so, so talk to the person who built your website. Um, I recommend that people have two logins. They have a, an admin login, the administrator login, which lets them do absolutely everything. And then they have another login that they use on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's the one that you'd use to check your orders or add a new blog post or mm -hmm. add a new product. Because when you're logged in as that user, you can't cause too many things to go wrong. You can't see the plugins. You can't find the file editor and edit the .css file. Um, yeah. So two, two logins, just and in a way, it's protecting mm -hmm. you from yourself, but it also just takes some stress out of it. Because if you know you're logged in in a way that you can't break the website, mm -hmm. then you won't be worried when you're checking your orders that you're going to break the website. Whereas if you, when you log in with that administrator login, you can do everything then you start getting worried that you can break things. Yeah. I've had plenty of clients that have gone in and go, oh, yeah, I don't like the look and feel of that particular page. And they've done, <laughs> they've looked up some YouTube videos because there are lots of YouTube videos for WordPress. Yep. And uh, what do they say? If you, you have enough dynamite to give yourself a headache, um, be wary of that. So, yeah, you're right. Get that alternative login. So any other tips yeah. and tricks you can think of for WordPress sites? Yep. Yeah, um, so have you also you want a security plugin as well. So something like WordFence or Malkia, which just provides you an extra bit of protection. Mm -hmm. Again, they, they have a free version. So at the minimum, have the free version, but I highly recommend the premium versions because they add a bit more support. Um, make sure you have strong passwords um, because... That's another another way that hackers get in is they'll just try mm. username admin password admin one two three and <laughs> password one two three and that works 
unfortunately, more than it should. Um, so, yeah, have those. And then the other thing is, is get help on this if you're not sure. Um, talk to your developer. Talk to your web hosts. Talk to me. Like, mm. um, you know, get, if it's not your forte and you're worried about breaking something, there's plenty of support available out there um, to, to help you keep your website secure without you having to do it yourself. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a habit. Look, thanks to COVID, lots more people have um, started up their own business or their own site on or their own whatever. And they're all running on the smell of an oily rag. And they've heard IKOS can set up WordPress and they set up WordPress and they look at YouTube videos and I'll spend eight or 10 hours looking at a YouTube video. And yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go do something and they screw it up. Don't do that. That's what I call false economy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Pay someone who knows what they're doing. Half an hour, an hour's worth of work. Okay, it might cost you a couple of hundred bucks, but how much is your time worth spending eight to ten hours, and you still get it wrong? Why bother? What's what's the actual point? And what I'm seeing a lot more now on, on um, websites, including especially WordPress websites, is two FA. So yes. I've got a client that just started a new website. And WordFence, thanks for reminding me about that. I got a notification from the web developer to set up 2FA. And 2FA is just on the mobile. It's under Google Authenticator, and you just set it up. Yeah, yeah and, and that's highly recommended, not just for your WordPress website, but for all of the websites that you log into. Mm. If they offer 2FA, or sometimes they call it multi-factor authentication, mm. um, set that up because it just adds that extra level of security. Mm. So... Just out of curiosity, so you've got all these hackers floating around out there. Now, back in the day, they used to just target high-traffic websites and just take the traffic and steer it elsewhere or whatever. Um, now, hackers will get into any website, no matter how much traffic you've got. Yep. Yeah, because what, what they're doing now, is it's all automated. So they're not targeting you specifically. I, I do talk to business owners, and they're like, why would a hacker target me? Because... You know, I'm just a, a small high street store. Um, they're not targeting you necessarily because you're you. They're targeting you because you have a WordPress site. So yeah. they have these automated bots that do these massive scans that find WordPress websites and then see if there's a vulnerability. So if, if they've got a plugin that, that hasn't been updated, um, the, the hacker will get an alert and then, and then they have an automated tool that will go and um, exploit that, that hack. So unfortunately, no one is safe. Um, you know, COVID, you mentioned about a lot more people getting into business and getting websites. Mm. Um, along with that, unfortunately, was a big increase in cybercrime and hacking. Mm. So it's out there and it's, it can take many forms as well, right? It's not just people stealing your traffic, but they might be trying to steal your data, get hold of your customer list if it's on there. Mm. Um, they might be setting up your website to be part of a bigger attack later on. Um, and then, or they might just hold your site ransom. Mm. And all of these things, none of these things are good for business. You don't want to have to go to your customers and say, oh, we've been hacked. Uh, you had, your personal information was in the database. Um, you know, so, oops, we're sorry. Or have to pay money to a hacker to get your website back. You don't want any of that hassle. It's really bad for business. So mm. make sure you're doing those basic security things that we've talked about. Um, you know, yes, you can do them yourself, and there's some great free products out there. So, at the very minimum, do those. Um, but, like you said, Tony, don't get 
caught up in spending hours and hours and hours on this. Um, you know, if you're going down a rabbit hole, stop and, and talk to someone who can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's the key thing is there is plenty of help available. So this is James at the website guardians.co.nz. And we didn't start with the rugby, but we'll finish with the rugby. Because a couple of years ago, I, I was I was hoping you forgot. <laughs> we, we, we discussed that prior to starting the interview. Because a few years ago, I interviewed Sir John Kerwin, who was a New Zealand all-black legend. And we got into things about rugby. And yes, we lost to England only just... But the All Blacks lost to who? Uh, we lost to Ireland. Um, and how big are the world of rugby? Well, Ireland are actually doing really well. Mm. Um, so it, it, was, it was hard for us because it's our first uh, series loss um, on home soil in a long time, and it's definitely our first series loss to Ireland mm. on home soil. Um, but I think as hard as it is to say as, as a, an All Black fan, um, Ireland did play really well. Um, and the Northern Hemisphere teams are, um, a lot of them are playing really well. And I think mm-hmm. next year at the World Cup, it's going to be very interesting. It's not going to be as mm-hmm. easy for the Southern Hemisphere teams as we might like. No, it's not. But I am hearing that refrain from New Zealand uh, friends saying, well, wait for the World Cup. Just wait for the World <laughs> Cup. So this, this, this doesn't, this won't count very much when the World Cup comes around. We'll win it again. I'm going, yeah, maybe, yeah, you probably will. Well, well, hopefully we take the lessons from it, right? And and yeah. maybe it was the scare we needed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, getting back to being scared and whatever. So please remember, don't click on links from emails that you don't know. That says something yes. about your website. If it's not from your host or your developer, don't click on it. No, no, for sure. And... And, and on that, one of the ways that some of these exploits happen is you might look at the link and it might be your website. And you might go, cool, I can click on that link because it's my website. But um, one of the ways they do get in is uh, they send you a very specially crafted link that when you click on it, because you are logged into the website as the administrator, they can then take over mm-hmm. as administrator. So mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really great reminder. Yeah, don't click on links that you're not expecting. Um, if mm. the developer says, check out this thing on your website, just go to your browser and type in your website domain manually. Yeah, because it is difficult because when you get emails <laughs> on your PC or laptop, you can hover over it with your mouse and see the final destination. But on your yep. mobile, you can't. Nope. So I use my mobile for emails like everybody, as well as the um, computer. But yeah, don't click on any links. In fact, don't click on any links on any emails on your mobile full stop. Yep. Or text messages. Links and text messages. Yeah. Yeah, I get those. And it goes, I actually got one today in my very old Outlook account that I've still got because it's actually in my name, um, which is rare. And uh, it was, oh, yeah, uh, crypto, of course. Oh, we needed to log in and change your password, click on this link. I'm going, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a numbers game for these, these hackers, right? They send out a million of those texts and hope that 20 people click on them. Um, yeah. So 
again, you're not being targeted specifically. Mm. It's just a mass automated system. Um, but you just got to be sensible, have your wits about you. And even ones that seem legit, you know, like coming into Christmas, we'll get the courier ones again where, mm. you know, it's a customs fee or whatever for a package you are actually expecting. Um, don't, don't click on the links. Yeah. Links and text messages, links and email, just uh, as a general rule, don't click on them. Yeah, that's exactly right. No links. All right. Thank you for that, James. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I, don't, I think that about covers it. Um, but I just yeah, reiterate that, you know, security and updates and maintenance, it's really important for a website. You probably paid a lot of money for this asset that's helping your business mm. make sales, to grow, to get new leads. Um, please look after it. Um, Mm. And and just take some of the things that we've talked about um, in the, in this podcast. Do those steps at a bare minimum, um, and that will greatly help you. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, head to the podcast channel, podcast my business or podcastmybusiness.com.au, and for the video, head to contentmadeeasy.com.au.